Hey, everyone. I'm CNN national correspondent Kristen Holmes in for our political director, David Chalian. And this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, June 7th. It's a busy day for the Republican race for president as the frontrunner hedges more possible indictments with a new ad. That's why today, before God and my family, I'm announcing that I'm running for president of the United States of America. That's former Vice President Mike Pence announcing his candidacy for president today in Iowa, where the GOP nominating process kicks off. It's a place his campaign says they're going all out for, hoping to capture the support of evangelicals by visiting all 99 counties in the state. Pence's entry into the race sets up an unprecedented showdown between a former president, Donald Trump, and his former vice president. So throughout his campaign, he'll have the tough task of trying to reintroduce himself to voters as somebody who wants to challenge Trump, even though he spent four years in his administration. You know, when Donald Trump ran for president in 2016, he promised to govern as a conservative. And together, we did just that. But today... He makes no such promise. You don't hear the former Indiana governor say Trump's name in his campaign announcement video from this morning. But today, Pence spoke about Trump quite a bit and argued it's time to move forward. We must resist the politics of personality and the siren song of populism unmoored to conservative principles. And we must stand firm on a traditional Republican agenda of a strong national defense, fiscal responsibility, and traditional values that led us to victory in the past and will lead us to victory again. Pence will field questions from Iowa voters tonight in a CNN town hall hosted by my colleague Dana Bash. And here's what you should watch for tonight. What else does he say about his former boss, especially about January 6th? We know the loyalty between Pence and Trump faltered after the Capitol riot on January 6th, when Trump tried but failed to pressure Pence to throw out Electoral College votes from swing states for President Joe Biden. Pence said today that voters will have to make the same choice that he did on January 6th, Trump or the Constitution. I believe that anyone who puts themselves over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. And anyone who asks someone else to put them over the Constitution should never be president of the United States again. And how will Pence differentiate himself from the rest of the GOP 2024 PAC on abortion? Republican candidates, including Trump and Nikki Haley, have been coy about their positions on a federal abortion ban, often saying they'll work out a compromise based on consensus. Trump wouldn't answer if he would sign a federal abortion ban into law as president when CNN's Caitlin Collins asked him back in May. What I'll do is negotiate so that people are happy. I want to do what's right. And we're looking. But what's right? But now for the first time, the people that are pro-life have negotiating uh, capability because you didn't have it before. And Pence accused Trump and other Republicans of retreating on their abortion stance. Sanctity of life has been our party's calling for a half a century, long before Donald Trump was a part of it. But now he treats it as an inconvenience, even blaming our election losses in 2022 on overturning Roe v. Wade. As your president, I will always stand for the sanctity of life, and I will not rest, and I will not relent until we restore the sanctity of life to the center of American law in every state in the land. 
Another issue Pence is at odds with Trump and DeSantis is the U.S. support for Ukraine against Russia's invasion. He said there's no room in the GOP for Putin apologists, drawing a contrast with Trump and DeSantis, who have been more tepid about the U.S. role in the war. So not only does a president versus vice president matchup make this race unique, so does the fact that the frontrunner has many legal clouds over him. Many people close to Trump have been testifying to grand juries related to the special counsel's probes into Trump's handling of classified documents and the lead-up to January 6. And Trump's lawyers met with Justice Department officials on Monday, another sign the special counsel's investigation into the handling of classified documents and possible obstruction appears to be nearing its final stages. And I've spoken to many people in Trump's orbit who tell me they're bracing for a potential indictments in the documents probe. One Trump advisor told me straight up they expect Trump will be indicted in this case. Trump's campaign released a new TV ad today arguing that Trump is being attacked and that the radical left are conspiring against him. Question for you. Just how far are the radical left and inside the Beltway bandits willing to go to stop him? We all know they hate him for winning the fight to protect life, for exposing their deep state, for draining their precious swamp. And they already know he'll crush Biden. So like a pack of rabid wolves, they attack. Not to mention Trump could also be facing criminal charges in the coming weeks or months in Georgia, stemming from a special grand jury investigation there into his attempts to undermine the 2020 election. And two more GOP candidates have thrown their hats into the ring, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie and North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. Christie joined the race swinging last night at a kickoff rally in New Hampshire. A lonely, self-consumed, self-serving mirror hog (laughs) is not a leader. Of course, Christie was talking about Donald Trump, who he hasn't been a fan of for years, despite having been an advisor to Trump. Yesterday, he called out other Republican candidates for avoiding attacking him directly during his speech. Not one of them mentioned his name. They would say cute little things like, we need new generational leadership. Oh, oh, I get it. Trump's old, you're younger. Oh, I should vote for you. Or, we need a leader who looks forward, not backwards. Christie made it clear attacking Trump is a key part of his game plan. The reason I'm going after Trump is twofold. One, he deserves it. And two, it's the way to win. As you might expect, Trump responded negatively last night on his social media platform, Truth Social, calling it, quote, boring, and writing that Christie's speech, quote, rambled all over the place and nobody had a clue what he was talking about. For his part, Burgum positioned himself as a centrist during today's announcement. It shouldn't be a surprise that small-town values have guided me my entire life. Small-town values are at the core of America. And frankly, big cities could use more ideas and more values from small towns right now. In practice, Burgum's track record skews conservative, including enacting a near-total abortion ban in his state and signing off on a bill that bans gender-affirming care for most minors. And again, Burgum will have to contend with a crowded GOP field and a lot less name recognition. That's it for today's political briefing. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite 
Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.